0: Hello and uh, welcome everyone to the uh, second episode of DigiCorp Podcast, also known as D Podcast. And D as in Dawn. Uh, Dawn is uh, one of our all-time favorite movies of Amitabh Bachchan. And uh, if you don't know Amitabh Bachchan, we can't help you. Sorry. So, uh, my name is Abhishek. Uh, my co-host, Kuntal. We both are co-founders of DigiCorp. Uh, Kuntal, would you like to tell something about DigiCorp to the audience? Yes.
1: Yeah, so uh, DigiCorp is... Uh something what we started in 2004. We are four friends and at that time we we just wanted to you know work on our first project. and that is how all it sta- it all started. And today like what we do is we we do what we are doing before 10 years. It is like we are still building the software products and we mostly work with startups and what we help them do is we help them make usable products. And we help them connect with the end user of the product and we partner with them in their journey.
0: All right. So I think primarily uh, web and mobile products we yeah. are talking about here. Right. And probably one, uh, one point which uh, Kuntal missed is uh, we are very good in design as well. So, you know, whatever we create, uh, we make sure that it looks really, really good right. uh, as well as, you know, it works well. Uh, and Kuntal, I have heard that uh, you have a position of CEO as a co-founder of Digicorp, but you shy away from calling yourself a chief executive officer. Instead, you call chief enabler officer. Any reason?
1: Yeah. So you you rightly mentioned that I somehow shy away from that executive term. And by nature, I am also a little bit shy to hold the control. So what I have figured out is I try enable people to connect to our vision which is like how we can make usable products. So what my main job during day is uh, with whosoever I converse or whatever activity I do, I connect it with how we should build a product, usable product. That is how I keep enabling everyone around the company and also the clients. So that is what I keep doing.
0: So as I understand you are mainly looking after the operations and now recently you have started uh, looking after the marketing as well. Yes yes. Right. So and that's why you are calling uh, yourself chief enabler as you generally go around and enable people. Right right. All right. And uh, last question to you why did you started uh, why did you start D podcast? What is the reason?
1: Okay so uh, since last year like uh, I I have uh, started listening to many podcasts. One of them was uh, you know ThoughtBoard Podcast, which is what they call uh, giant robots. And they were sharing a lot of interesting insights. And they were also bringing in wonderful speakers. Like there were startup founders, there were great designers, right, there were other entrepreneurs. So I thought that why we should not, like, we also share our experience and we also call these kind of people on our podcast and learn from their, their journey. That is what is my main motive behind starting this podcast,
0: right? And I, as far as I understand, D uh, Podcast. Here we try to call uh, you know uh, local entrepreneurs, right. which are like you no know, generally uh, city based entrepreneurs whom we know, love and respect, and people who have probably started their company just now, or you know they are probably already very well established. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know this is our way of giving back to the startup community, right? Right. All right. So uh, today we have a very very special guest with us uh when uh today when you know like startups are scrambling for customers uh J of legal ways has acquired 1000 customers in the first year of its operations right srijay yes that is correct so srijay like i mean it's it's in a way kind of crazy how do you do that how do you have 1000 paying customers in first year
2: um so a lot of our customer acquisition really happens uh through different marketing channels um i particularly hold um you know, a lot of experience into strategizing e-commerce businesses. So, uh, so from the strategic aspects, uh, we are very sound. Our operations have been equally strong as well, uh, since my co-founder, Naman Pipara, also is a very seasoned, chartered accountant. So, overall, when we talk about acquiring customers and retaining the customers is a more important thing for us. Uh, right? Our customer service standards are extremely high. And so, uh, that is one of the major reasons why we have been able to Stay in this game as a as a more sustainable business and acquire so many customers uh, through providing great service, word of mouth, uh, and also doing fair share of paid marketing.
0: Fair enough. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is Srija Sheth of LegalWiz.in. Uh, so, Srija, let's let's take a step back. Tell us how did it all begin?
2: Absolutely. And first of all, thank you, uh, Team DigitalCorp for you know having me over here. Uh, it is a great pleasure. Um, so, uh, starting LegalWiz, it was a very interesting chapter for both of us, me and my co-founder, Naman Pipara, uh, also a very natural progression in our careers. Um, uh, I worked with a company called LegalZoom.com, which is a world leader in legal e-commerce for almost five good years before I came back to India in 2013. Uh, and I started a company which was mainly, uh, working in strategizing e-commerce businesses, uh, their scalability, consulting, and, uh, uh, and digital marketing and a little bit of uh, data analytics as well. So while establishing a company, definitely i gone through a lot of different, uh, you know, hoops and a little bit of troubles as well, uh, dealing with a lot of different government agencies and stuff, uh, and also a lot of service providers. Uh, so I kind of knew that there is a problem out there, uh, but the problem was a little different than what LegalZoom was tackling back then, which was more towards the pricing over here. I think it was more towards... Transfer in, uh, transfer, uh, a lot more towards transparency, affordability, and accessibility of good professionals. Uh, so I met Naman Pipara, who is uh, a seasoned chartered accountant and also a partner at a company called Pipara & Company, which is uh, which a highly reputed company in the industry. Um, and uh, he was also having this idea since long of kind of scaling up the conventional CA uh, practices into something that is more accessible by people, especially startups. Uh, so when we met and when we met at a at a business uh, conference meeting uh, and we shared our ideas, I think it, it kind of uh, came up as a very natural progression to our thought process to open up something like LegalWiz uh, and help a lot of startups and small businesses uh, access a very quality services uh, at an affordable price range. So so it took up that challenge as a very interesting uh, business uh, value proposition that we, we could create in the industry.
0: All right. So I believe that, uh, I mean, you, you went to US for studies. Yes, And I did. then you were working with LegalZoom. That's correct. So so how did it happen? Like, I mean, suddenly one day you realized that LegalZoom is not for me and, you know, I want to start a business or it was a natural progression towards starting your own company.
2: Uh, it was not actually like that. And uh, very interestingly, uh, my first consulting assignment that I did coming back from uh, the US to India was also for LegalZoom oh. and I continued working with LegalZoom for two more years after i came back to india so mm-hmm. roughly around 2015 mid until i had started Legalways as a project uh, i was actually working with legalzoom um, um so so obviously there is a lot of credit especially uh, in the knowledge base that i uh, that i have to run this business in a more sustainable manner uh is is uh, definitely going to legalzoom and uh, and the uh, great experience that i gathered from there great okay. oh, wow.
1: so uh after LegalZoom, you started this e-commerce consulting, and then that got pivoted to LegalWiz. Is it uh,
2: e-commerce consulting still exists, uh, okay. and we also work with some of the very disruptive uh, companies in the um, uh, in the field. Um, so, so that definitely exists as a as a business uh, in the name of hire for hire consulting. But also at the same time, LegalWiz was something wherein I could put in a lot of my effort, time, and specialty that I have gathered. Uh, you know, working almost ten years with technology-enabled companies, uh, and uh, what Naman had from his uh, conventional chartered accountancy company, which is a family-run uh, uh, and, and highly scaled company uh, called Bivara and Company. So, so it was really kind of taking both, uh, taking best of both the businesses and combine, uh, combining the efforts to create something which is highly disruptive in nature.
1: So, uh, one thing what we usually come across is. Many startups have a, you know, sketchy idea in the beginning. And then if we follow the lean methodology, we ask them that you go ahead and validate the market, right? So how did it, like initially, probably when you and Naman met at a business conference and you both connected on ideas, then what were the first validation steps that you took?
2: So the first validation step definitely came from friends and family. Uh, We uh, asked a lot of friends and family members of what are the real pain points that they, uh, you know, that they face in running the day-to-day business. We also figured out that a lot of people uh, either spend a lot uh, in terms of time or money, uh, either of those or both, or they actually stay very uncompliant with the law because they think that it is very complex, Uh, right? And so that was, I think, the first good validation that we had to our business model is, If we can use technology to simplify a lot of these things, then we may have a lot of more people who would be willing to stay compliant with the law. Uh, Also, every passing day, we were hearing a lot of news about uh, government's great initiatives towards uh, digitizing a lot of things, right? So, so we were definitely sure that we are riding a very good wave, which is here to sustain with the government policies changing. Apart from that, I think the first two or three months when we served a lot of clients and they kept coming back to us. Uh, I think that became a very strong validation point for us uh, that, yes, people actually like the services and not only they like the, co- excuse me, they come back for the services, uh, you know, kind of trusting us uh, for more and more complex services in the legal nature because we understood that our product is not a very simple product like selling chocolates over an, an online portal, right? So.
1: Interesting. So, uh, like, is there any initial major breakthrough or any big customers you got in which, you know, give you a lot of confidence? Uh,
2: most of our customers uh, are small-scale businesses and uh, startups. Um, I would, uh, you know, kind of shy away a little bit from naming particular con- customer customers because that is kind of a confidentiality mm-hmm. thing in our industry, right? I mean, that, right. is, yeah. that is where we make that differentiation. Uh, we do have our fair share of larger corporates who are our clients. Um, but, uh, you know, in my understanding, since we are in the business of serving startups and small-scale businesses, and from the business professional services standpoint, to make feel them they are big enough, I think I think that is the differentiator. So every customer, may it be small or big in terms of balance sheet, I think is a big customer for us.
1: Great. No, that's, I think... Uh... Very nice thought process, I, I, yeah. All right, so uh, any any challenges you have faced during like big, like any moments where you feel like, you know, how do I go ahead? This happens to probably every Absolutely. startup.
2: Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely, I think the biggest challenge that any and every startup could really face is hiring right set of people and having a vision from founders and co-founders of the company is one thing and actually being able to exercise or implement that vision into a success uh, is altogether a different ballgame. So so from what I and Naman both think um, is having right set of people in the bus and then finding right seats for those people is extremely critical and crucial. That is going to define your startup success. Uh, and so I think that has been the most challenging work for us. Uh, that is where we have also faced some troubles. But at the same time, we have been very uh, patient and calm about the situations and really see who fits the model the best and how can we make this team uh, in the environment of working the way that everybody looks for coming back to the work every single day. Uh, and I think that has been the most challenging part of being in this business or for that matter, any startup
0: uh, journey. So so how how big is your team and how pro, uh, they're structured right now?
2: So currently we are uh, 20 odd people uh, in our team, uh, which are legal ways employees. And then uh, we also work through a network of affiliates um, in 30 different cities. Uh, from the LegalWiz employees, 20 people pool, uh, we have most of the staffing towards uh, the business professionals. Uh, definitely, that is being our backbone of the of the business. Uh, so they would uh, comprise of CACS lawyers and other business professionals. Uh, the rest of them are technology and marketing people. That is also very important aspect of the business. Uh, Scaling legal ways uh, is a lot more about technology, a lot more about using the technology and digital marketing to be able to address requirements of large scale uh, population. So uh, I would say 70, 30 or 65,
0: 45 is the ratio of business professionals versus uh,
2: technology and marketing.
0: So, I mean, you brought up a great point that uh, one of the major differentiators of uh, legal, legal ways to let's say compared to traditional CA or a law firm is use of technology. So can you, can you elaborate more on that? What kind of technology you are using and how do you make your business scalable than your traditional competitors?
2: Absolutely. So, so there are two things. One, when we talk about, uh, you know, CAs uh, or traditional CA firms being our competition, we rather think them uh, as one ecosystem, right? Uh, So I wouldn't really tag them as competition. I would rather tag them as, Uh, You know, in some areas, they are definitely, you know, kind of uh, competing within the service lines. Uh, In a lot of other areas, they are not because uh, we are structured as a private limited company to be able to advertise. Uh, And what that means is we cannot do a licensed practice of chartered accountancy. So I cannot sign somebody's audit documents. Right. Uh, So in certain in certain aspects, we are uh, we are building an ecosystem, which is a win win situation for everybody, including the lawyers and CAs who are functioning and working in a conventional uh, setup. Now, coming back to the core question, which is uh, what is a differentiator? Definitely technology is one of the major differentiating point, right? Um, And um, and a lot of learnings from my previous experiences kind of go into building a technology that is scale ready. Uh, So I'll give you a good example of of what is the customer perception of placing an order and how we take it on the back end, right? Um, is uh, when you come to legal ways for starting a company or incorporation of a company, you place an order of incorporating a company, right? On the back end, uh, that kind of is sliced down into multiple processes, that being, uh, you know, MOA or drafting or name application, or uh, it could be, uh, you know, Pantan acquisition, number number obtainment, it could be uh, you know, getting the registration certificate and so on so forth. So there are multiple processes that happen before you actually get the registration certificate for the company in your hand. Uh, to be scalable, definitely, uh, you know we have to kind of divide this one order into multiple processes and then assign each other uh, each process to a particular department when we scale to that level uh, with a clear set of dependencies, uh, figured out in the technology stack itself that makes it so easy to kind of run um, with that process uh, making that a very seamless uh, experience for the team as well so so using technology for scalability and breaking down one order into different processes wherein there is a clear you know kind of a decision tree or a dependency tree that defines who does what work and whose work comes after whose work Uh, is very important and that is how we hit a lot of scalability uh, and also uh, that is where we hit a lot of accuracy of fulfilling orders with the scalability.
0: Very interesting so as far as I understand uh, this is a very very sophisticated uh, technology or a software which is in a way probably a combination of uh, uh, CRM and probably a a, a to-do list for individuals Mm -hmm. And have you built this technology in-house or you have outsourced some, some part of it?
2: So uh, we have kind of built the technology uh, in-house and probably, you know, part of that is outsourced as well. Um, so uh, we have used uh, two uh, different agencies uh, to kind of build the technology um, who are also, um, uh, you know, kind of uh, key partners in, uh, in managing and building technology. Uh, our technology stack is based um, on a uh, on uh, on Java-based platform called Liferay. Uh, Liferay is uh, quite friendly when it comes to, uh, you know, process-driven e-commerce because it enables a lot of different uh, features which are very important for us, uh, mainly being the audit trails or the security layers and stuff like that. Uh, we've used uh, a company called Tops Technologies uh, for building uh, the technology. Uh, obviously, we have had a lot of inputs. From our own experiences to kind of build that technology to the level that we would want, uh, we have used a company called Novart for uh, our front end uh, or the user experience, uh, and and you know they have done a decent job with uh, kind of engaging the clients or making a portal which is highly engaging uh, in terms of uh, in terms of technology presentation, right? So,
1: um, so no, I think very interesting. Uh, if I could understand it, is your main part is probably how to uh, efficiently process these jobs right you also uh, initially mentioned that you have our data analytics also one of your core strength so if i want to understand that suppose there is a normal ca providing company registration service or any service and legal ways providing it how is data analytics be a differentiator which i get if i go through legal ways
2: fair so data analytics become uh, you know kind of very important for us uh, we watch our data and we make very critical decisions about what kind of customers do we serve how do we attract those customers and what kind of service standards do we manage uh, so there are definitely set of uh, you know kpis that we look on a very uh, regular periods uh, to kind of uh, uh, you know health check um, for the uh, for the company but also at the same time i think it is very critical for an e-commerce business to Um, very closely monitor which customers do they pick and at what cost do they pick the customers, right? And so uh, so I think a lot of analytics and data-driven decisions come very handy over there uh, is we very closely monitor the lifetime value of our customers Uh, wherein traditional CAs would probably think that as a transactional gain or loss, what we really invest in is acquiring let's say Digicorp as a customer, right? And then we already know that the service industry that we are in it associates with a very close lifetime value uh, of of any customer right and so from the data analytics perspective we not only see what kind of customers do we gather at what per, at what cost levels but also how well do we do in terms of bringing them back to the business uh, in a in a very uh, in a very regular periodical manner uh, and how much of a lifetime value do they accumulate over time? And which is going to really define the success of our business is we might be bleeding money at this point of time to acquire the customers. But how we see this business going is when we acquire a pool of substantial customers, right? And then they hold a certain amount of lifetime value with them. Uh, that is going to bring in
0: a huge, huge wave of uh, growth for Legal Ways. Great. So, so in in terms of uh, traction, how is it doing? Like. So it is doing good so
2: far. Uh, we built our first year as a as a, as a very great proof of concept. Uh, we acquired roughly around 1,000 customers uh, with an extremely healthy rate of uh, repeat purchases. Uh, at this point of time, uh, we do have uh, almost 30% of our customers coming back uh, to us uh, in a very short period of time uh, to buy another product. So roughly around 40% of the revenue month over month uh, happens on a repeat customer basis. So is a very healthy metric so we do feel that we have a huge and very strong proof of concept over here that is
0: that is now extremely ready to scale okay and uh, in terms of revenue are you guys like profitable yet or you are breaking even so uh,
2: thinking about uh, the investments that we had done in our initial days which was more towards the towards building the technology uh, in a way that we wanted uh, definitely that is a large scale investment that we have made up front uh, if you think about operationally being profitable, uh, then yes we did turn operationally profitable in uh, January. So every new customer that we acquire uh, at this point of time uh, becomes operationally profitable uh, in the same month. so so from operations, yes, we do have a profitability or a break even at least per to say uh, at this point of time. Obviously the initial investments still have to be recouped uh, with a large scale.
1: So uh, just to give an like uh, give us an idea what are the different services that you provide?
2: So uh, our services are very uh, so we basically tag ourselves as a startup for startups and SMEs, uh, right uh, All the services that are typically provided by chartered accountants, company secretaries, lawyers and other business professionals uh, is kind of a offering for, as a one-stop solution provider from legal ways. Uh, Anything from starting a business in terms of incorporating a private limited company or an LLP or a partnership proprietorship is what we do. Uh, We also help the companies or businesses uh, procure uh, government licenses and uh, taxation numbers. So, for example, VAT and CST, now GST, uh, you know, MSME registration, stuff like that. Uh, We also do function in a full spectrum of IP portfolio, patent, copyrights, trademarks, their infringements. Um, and and things like those, uh, we also have customized legal documents. So let's say if you are uh, you know going to an investor with a great idea and you want an NDA signed, uh, we definitely custom draft an NDA for you. Uh, if you are hiring an employee and you want uh, an employment agreement, uh, we do those kind of contracts and documents. So legal document drafting is also a decent chunk of the business. Uh, and finally, we also do. Uh, all the legal compliances for private limited companies and LLP Uh, so these kind of structures require mandatory annual compliances Uh, so we also have a healthy rate of repeat
0: customers coming back uh, for taking over their compliance work for us. So previously you mentioned that uh, you are not a licensed firm as in you cannot uh, sign somebody's audit report so for example I am a startup and I want to get my auditing done by your company how does it work? Right, so LegalWiz does
2: not do audit work Uh, and the reason for that is uh, so it's kind of a, uh, it's a a value that we are trying to find in this market. Uh, The one thing is being a chartered accountant or a licensed chartered accountant wherein uh, you cannot advertise, Uh, right? So in India, professionals cannot advertise. So if you are a law firm or if you are a chartered accountant, you cannot advertise uh, your services. Oh, Um, really? Yes, so that is an interesting twist. So we are structured as a private limited company. So we cannot actually practice as a chartered accountant or a lawyer. So I cannot go personally in the court as legal waste uh, and defend you in the court. I cannot sign your audit document. Uh, but obviously there are other 80% of the work that these these typical chartered accountant lawyers or other conventional professional firms would do. Falls under a non-licensed category, services which is uh, you know filing for um, your uh, company registration form, or or um, you know if you um, uh, if you have uh, an attorney code, then you can file for a trademark. So you don't need to be uh, you know practicing uh, practicing chartered accountant to be able to incorporate a company for your client. So all that kind of services um, is is what we function. Uh, as an area of operations.
0: Okay, now I understand that. Why don't we see big uh, holdings, holdings of, of charter lawyers? And CAs? <laughs> exactly. Just the way you know. I mean, I, I, I we have visited uh, US. I have visited US couple of times, and I see these big holdings of uh, you know like a lawyer who will be you know advertising himself with a big yeah. photo of himself. And I, I used to wonder that why this culture is not there in India yet, right. or probably you know why our lawyers or CA's are not no. advertising their firms. Now I know. That <laughs> yeah. So, but but uh, when I search for them in Google, right.
1: So okay, but
0: then there, there
2: they could a, do the SEO activities, is, right. uh, But they wouldn't be able yeah, to like do the, an SEM. There approach. may be so, a
1: law coming in for that as well. Right.
2: Even in the U.S., there is a. I think there is a law called UPL, an unauthorized practice of law, which kind of refrains or it restricts uh, the amount of. So they can kind of do outreach, but they cannot do marketing. There's a very thin line. Thin line, line. makes sense. Uh, Makes sense over there
0: so so uh, in a typical day like what what is your typical day like and what is your probably naman's uh, your co-founder's typical day like so LB's?
2: um so naman is all about uh, you know operations uh, keeping our customers happy uh, which is uh, and he's doing a phenomenal job at it so uh, as we speak we currently stand at roughly around 9.5 out of 10 on our referral score uh, from uh, you know unfiltered 1000 clients that we have served so far uh, which is you know tremendous and unheard of absolutely in this industry. Um, so so Naman handles a lot of operations. He's the you know he functions like uh, the back office backbone. Uh, also he has uh, a lot of inputs and and majorly drives um, all the service lines that we would want to create in future. For example, now what we are offering for GST uh, or even the existing lines that we have created so far. Uh, so. So in this business technicality, I think he's more of a technical person over there. Uh, I handle a lot of uh, marketing and technology. So my days are roughly around, uh, you know, 50-50 split towards, uh, you know, kind of building a sustainable technology at the same time. The other 50% is engaging with the marketers and, uh, you know, the digital marketing uh, staffing that we have in-house to uh, strategize what kind of clients do we you know, go after a target, acquire, uh, retain—all uh, these different marketing channels that we would use for customer acquisitions and retention—is uh, is what I look out for.
0: Right. So I, I believe you are the face of the face of the company, face of LegalViz, <laughs> because I don't uh, see Naman
2: anywhere. I uh, I think he keeps very busy with operations, and he do he's doing tremendous job at. Uh, uh, you know kind of keeping the customers happy so if you would go to one of our customers he would probably or he or she would probably think that no one is the face uh, okay. when it comes to marketing that people might think that I'm the face but uh, in, in true honesty it is uh, it is a great balance that we kind of keep between two of us that uh, uh, you know have things checks and, ba- in checks and balances but at the same time um, our area of expertise as well as our area of operations are divided in such a way that we can uh, take the full advantage of our capabilities
0: great
1: so uh no this is very interesting i think uh we also function like we are four partners and we know founders that you know how these different personalities help the business okay so uh what are few like some exciting things that uh, legal is planning to do in next three to six months like what things are coming in so scale
2: is definitely one thing that we are planning to do in next six months. Um, I think we have done really good so far, uh, but definitely we see, uh, you know, need to grow faster. Uh, and very fortunately, we are placed in a very sweet spot right now in terms of, uh, you know, staffing technology, marketing, and other, other pieces of the business uh, that we are, we are really here to grow and we are, we are uh, you know, showing a very promising future. Uh, so definitely scale is is uh, is one card that we would want to play uh, very soon. Apart from that I think GST is going to be a huge opportunity for us as well as any other business professional uh, services provider in this in this country uh, with GST there are a lot of different uh, changes which are coming in the in the you uh, know taxation structure uh, of the country and uh, and you know even the smallest pie of that is going to be a big opportunity for a lot of people. So, so GST uh, being GST ready for us is also very important. Um, when I think about six to twelve months, definitely you want to get into a lot of services which are, um, you know, which are currently not provided uh, by legal ways, but also we think they are going to be natural extension of a, of our current service lines. Uh, for example, personal legal services is something that is, uh, you know, completely. Um, I wouldn't say ignored, but uh, in a very honest opinion, it is largely ignored in this country, right? Uh, When it comes to legal, it is more about business, uh, less about personal. Uh, I think that is going to be one opportunity that is going to open up in future. Uh, Apart from that, uh, as I mentioned earlier, we don't really see CA's as our competitors. They are rather the complements. You might also have... uh, you know, gone through the same situation that you go to your CA for a work and then let's say you want to file a trademark. Now the CA doesn't file a trademark. Right. Right. So he would refer you to somebody, somebody. else. So I really see legal ways, uh, being, one uh, stop. you know, that one stop solution, but at the same time, uh, being that referral network or, or an obvious referral choice for a lot of chartered accountants. Uh, so, so it's really co-rising. It is not, it is not, uh, competing with the existing industry it is uh, building value proposition for the entire industry is what i would think
0: yeah so he mentioned a very interesting term co-rising we both are uh, part of the co-rise movement yeah started by uh, jatin of each absolutely so uh, we always talk about luck in this podcast so how much part did you do you think that luck played in your legal ways
2: um, yeah, that's a tricky question, right? Because I think uh, a lot, and I also think none. Okay. Uh, when I say uh, none, uh, is because I do want to give a fair share of credit to the incredibly talented team that we have uh, uh, that we have assembled uh, over time, uh, and a lot of hard work that's actually been put up uh, by these people, uh, you know, to. Uh, to get a customer and to serve a customer beyond their expectations, right? Uh, and so so there is a lot of hard work that kind of plays the role in success, uh, whatever fair uh, share of small success that we have had so far. Uh, and, and the answer, yes, is uh, because a lot of people have great ideas, right? And a lot of people have great abilities. But they don't necessarily have great resources to execute those abilities and ideas,
0: or they themselves uh, don't,
2: or, or or they don't execute. So, um, so being in a position, uh, maybe be financially, may be, uh, you know, with a with a right mindset, meeting right people at right time, right, uh, you know, meeting naman to start with at the right time, uh, and and meeting naman or naman meeting me at the right time, vice versa, right i mean all those things are probably luck, luck right so so i think definitely there is there is a share of luck that i uh, i'd see you know that's going in our fa- favor in this venture uh, absolutely. In that, i in i
0: believe it is true for any startup or any new business absolutely. or even even any established business absolutely right so you know when when people say that you have to create your own luck right it, it in a way uh, is is a gist of this entire thing that there is an element of luck always but you have to create it for you. Absolutely, yeah. I think that that, that is a that is a very right point that you
2: have uh, raised. Is uh, you have to create your luck. And and uh, very luckily, it has been with us <laughs> okay. throughout the journey. You have so. been able <laughs> to
1: create it. <laughs>
0: Great. All
1: right.
0: Uh, so, yeah, I think. who inspires you? Uh, any 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 books or any movies? I mean, we are we are big fans of movies, and uh, you know Books. we were conversing before, and you are also a big movie fan or b- big movie buff. So, any any book, any movie, or any personality. Which a inspired? lot of
2: movies definitely inspire me. Um, I'm not a huge, huge fan of. Actually, I take it back. I'm a good fan of, you know, very uh, serious, uh, uh, you know, life-related movies. But at the same time, most of my movie watching. Uh, is more towards Govinda types of movies, and 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 the reason for that is um, is very simple. It is something that I look out in the movie that I cannot do in real life, <laughs> uh, and you know that really inspires me. It is like you know if if life can be so random, right? And it can be uh, it can not be so risk averse, or it can be so risk taking uh, in a lot of aspects. I think that kind of, uh, is very inspire, inspiring as an entrepreneur. So, I-
0: in that case, you must be liking a lot of superhero movies as well? I do like
2: superhero movies. I, I, I think they they are pretty cool. I'm, I'm a good fan of Marvel movies. I'm a uh, decent fan of, uh, I haven't really followed a lot of Indian
0: superheroes. Uh, no, there are none actually. Uh, no, but probably Krish, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, yeah. <laughs> or, or maybe Ajuba. He, he was the first superhero First Indian superhero <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> I, I wouldn't
2: disagree to that But but I think really kind of staying inspired uh, and, and being inspired from something Is uh, is I'm a huge, huge fan of, uh, of online reading uh, I'm not a very books or novels person To be very honest uh, That is something that is lacking in me To be very honest uh, But I can read for hours uh, on screen uh, and what really excites me reading is uh, is Wikipedia. Uh, and I think that is a great, great example of uh, how do you get to perfection through iteration and failing very fast. Right. Um, if I write a very uh, wrong information on Wikipedia, I'm almost guaranteed that within next 10 minutes, it is going to get corrected by someone, right? It's amazing. Uh, and I think for a startup, it is a very important lesson to take uh, is you fail fast and you pivot yourself very quickly. Uh, and for that matter, I think Wikipedia uh, becomes my hero at this point of time uh, in learning how quickly you can iterate yourself uh, and really get to perfection through iterations. You don't have to be right always and you don't have to be right at the first time. What is very important it, it is you are right eventually.
0: Right. So probably that is the answer of uh, our question. Uh, any Any piece of advice you have for startup founders? I, or uh, or probably somebody who is uh, going to start a new company. Yeah. So you will say to them, what, build, uh, fail fast?
2: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, believe in yourself, uh, fail fast. Don't shy away from failure. Uh, you are going to fail and that is going to define your success. Okay. Uh, right. There is, there are very few and very lucky people, right, who are going to be successful the first time. Uh, everybody else goes through, uh, goes through a failure and then eventually gets, Uh, into that success, right?
0: So, like, there is nothing like an overnight success? Uh,
2: No, and and I was actually reading this very interesting uh, piece of article online is uh, uh, the guy who had created uh, um, this game, uh, like, catching random things on the virtual reality game that became an overnight sensation, right? Uh, uh,
1: Pokemon? Or the Pokemon. Pokemon, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. so
2: so that is what he quoted is, it took him almost 10 good years to get that instant success. Absolutely. Right? And another example,
0: uh, uh, the uh, the Angry Birds, it was probably the 50th game that company created. Exactly. And, and then eventually Then got, eventually, yeah. So, absolutely. I mean, the company was on the verge of bankruptcy and then Angry Birds happened. So, you never know.
2: Yeah. But at the same time, I think it is also very important to understand the failure and pivot quickly, right? Right. Uh, A lot of startup owners or startup entrepreneurs, they are so attached to their original ideas that they do not accept that the market is not willing to accept it. Uh, And the only thing that you have as a startup, as an edge over competitors, and especially large-scale competition, is your ability to pivot. Absolutely. You are not married to anything. You are are a very wild and free artist, Right. right? Uh, Interesting. and so I think I think that is what my piece of advice is going to be to all the fellow entrepreneurs is is accept failure and pivot very quickly out right. of it
1: no I really liked you said that understand the failure many a times people say that okay I'm failing but I'm trying right but they are not learning from the failure, from the failure. they continue to fail because and just uh, the way we keep
0: telling uh, uh, at Digicorp uh, change is the only constant, only constant. that is so,
1: absolutely right right yeah, so I think uh, that covers most of the thing. Any ways we can help you any our listeners or uh, Digicorp can help
2: Absolutely. you? Absolutely. Right? So uh, I think, you know, otherwise as well, Digicorp has been a great, great supporter uh, to start with a good customer, being a good customer, right? Uh, and then eventually, uh, you know, spreading word out for us um, through this podcast. I think it has been uh, already a tremendous help from Digicorp. Uh, definitely the great help that i would ask for is is definitely do keep trust in us uh, as a service provider um, as a fellow community member and uh, uh, and as Abhishek pointed out you know it is uh, it is a great initiative of co-rising um, and i have a huge faith in it um, so you know obviously the way that you can help and the way i can help you and and the whole community can help each other is through spreading word uh, of amazing services that we all provide. Uh, we all are very passionate, uh, may it be Digicorp, maybe LegalWiz or anybody else within the community. Um, so I think we all are here to rise and co-rise. So thanks a lot for uh, for a great gesture.
0: All right, thank you, Srijai. I believe uh, we have covered most of the questions and I believe this will be a good time to uh, close this podcast. Kuntal, any closing thoughts?
1: No, no. I think uh, real interesting. Probably this podcast also give us a lot of insight of Shri Jai as a person. Right. So great to know, and I think uh, all the listeners can be can get a lot of tips from this. And all the best to Shri Jai. and we we'll look forward to you know a scaled up legal V's.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. I'll probably I don't know if it is right to say it or not, but Legal Zoom of India.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish to be there definitely and uh, and I have learnt a lot from those guys so I definitely owe a fair share of my success to uh, to the company there uh, it has been a great journey with them which translated
0: into a great journey of legal ways alright great thank you Srijay. Thank, thank you for coming here today and uh, so if you like this podcast, please uh, rate us on iTunes. And uh, uh, if you like us or hate us, please, please uh, do comment. Uh, get back to us via email. Uh, our uh, company's website is digi-corp.com. And you can find us. Simply type Digicorp in Google or uh, simply type D-Podcast in iTunes. And we look forward to your feedback.
1: Thank you very much, everyone.